0: Good morning. Circuit Court Judge Douglas Fleming is weighing a tough request this week. Prosecutors in the case of Tristan Schultz, the infant killed in a crosswalk last August, want the jury to visit the place where Tristan died. For Thursday, July 20th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Montgomery, Executive Director of Loudoun Hunger Relief. Loudoun Hunger Relief, formerly Loudoun Interfaith Relief, is the largest food pantry in Loudoun County. Last year, LHR provided 1.2 million pounds of food to more than 11,000 Loudoun residents. Forty percent of the people we serve are children. LHR distributes food to families six days a week, year-round. For more information, if you need assistance, or if you would like to donate and help your neighbors in need, please visit our website, loudandhunger.org. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. John Miller is on trial for involuntary manslaughter for the death of Tristan Schultz, who was five months old when he died in a Lansdowne crosswalk last August. According to investigators, Mr. Miller was driving through the intersection when he crashed into Mindy Schultz as she was pushing her infant son in a stroller through the crosswalk. Mrs. Schultz was injured and spent three days in the hospital. Tristan was pronounced dead at the scene. Yesterday, prosecutors asked the judge to take the jury on a field trip to that intersection, arguing it's important that the jurors see the vantage points of the 14 eyewitnesses who are expected to testify in the case. If they visited, the formal and informal memorials to Tristan that Loudners have put nearby would be temporarily removed. But Mr. Miller's attorney said the hundreds of photos and other exhibits in the case are plenty to help the jury understand the scene and the witnesses' perspectives. He said taking a trip to the site could prejudice the jury. Judge Fleming has already agreed to two other motions over the defense's objections. One, to let the jury see Mr. Miller's Jeep Grand Cherokee, which is the vehicle investigators say he was driving when he hit the Schultzes. And another, to allow Tristan's parents, Mindy and Rod Schultz, to be in the courtroom during the trial. Judge Fleming is expected to decide on the jury field trip later this week. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. One correction today, I've been saying the person accused of carjacking a Loudon sheriff's officer is named Zach Seria I had that wrong, it's actually Zakaria, with a K, not an X. It was spelled two ways in a press release, I've been copying and pasting the wrong one, and it was actually a person in the comments section of our website who pointed it out. I have to say, I don't often get corrections in the internet comments that are actually correct, so thank you to that person, and good eye for catching that one. But, in other news and on that topic, the Loudoun Sheriff's officer who was the victim of a gunpoint carjacking last week was no rookie. He was a senior officer with command responsibilities, according to multiple anonymous sources in law enforcement. I won't spend too long on this one since we've already recounted a lot of the strange details around that incident, but you can check our website or this Monday's podcast for the whole thing. In brief, a Loudon officer on sick leave gave a man named Zakaria Alzanom a ride from Loudon to a corner store on the side of Route 7 in Clark County, later found his cell phones were missing, and came back. When he did that, Mr. Alzanam managed to get the officer's service pistol away and took the car at gunpoint. Mr. Alzanam fled, crashed the vehicle, and was caught when three locals found him in a field and held him at gunpoint. The Clark County Sheriff's Office got the first call about the carjacking at just after four in the morning. On the other side of the police news coin, how do you make an assault charge even worse? Answer, when the deputies show up, fight them too. Deputies were called to Central Station Drive just before 1 a.m. yesterday to investigate a reported assault. According to the sheriff's office, they found Noland Moser inside a restaurant. He allegedly resisted arrest and assaulted the deputies, netting him charges of assault, assault on law enforcement, resisting arrest, and public intoxication. He was taken to the hospital for minor injuries and then transported to the Loudoun County Adult Detention Center, where he's being held without bond. Okay, just one more bit of not-so-good news, and then I've got a bunch of great news to finish this podcast off. I like to close on a positive note, as you know. Let's get through one more story, you and me. We're going to do it. People who fell ill after eating at a Chipotle on 777 Road in Sterling are being encouraged to contact the health department. The investigation continues into an outbreak apparently of norovirus among at least 13 people who ate there Friday and Saturday. The restaurant voluntarily closed Tuesday and is going through, in their words, a complete sanitization. This got national attention, probably because it's a Chipotle getting customers infected, but as you know, we try to inject some sanity into things here. This investigation is focusing on a virus probably spread by a human carrier rather than a problem with the food supply chain last year the company had an outbreak of e coli which affected restaurants in 14 states this one seemed to be just this one restaurant okay guess what melanie natoli the winemaker at cana vineyards in middleburg was named woman winemaker of the year at the 2017 international women's wine competition she shares the award with amy sinceri who works in california miss natoli started winemaking in 2009 as an intern In 2011, she left her career as a physical therapist to work in winemaking full-time and joined Cana in 2015 as winemaker and vineyard manager. Natoli's best showing at the wine competition was Cana Vineyard's Envy Sweet Vermouth, which earned a double gold medal, best-of-class designation, and best-of-show in the dessert late-harvest category. Cana Vineyard's also won two silver medals at the competition for the 2016 Albarino and 2016 Riccate Citelli. I'm... I already know I'm going to have a correction on that tomorrow. And bronze for its 2016 Petit Monsang and 2016 Riesling. They were among more than 1,150 entries. The judges awarded 29 double gold medals, 54 best-of-class awards, and 6 best-of-show awards. Changing topics to good news about congestion, if you want to tell the county what you think about how to fix Route 15 north of Leesburg, there's a survey online until Monday at loudon.gov slash route 15. And Loudoun is about to hit a milestone. Loudoun County, say hello to your 90th public school. In just five weeks, 1,100 students from seven different schools will walk into the brand new Brambleton Middle School for the first time. The design is a first for Loudoun County Public Schools, and you can read about that and what Principal Renee Dawson has been doing to get ready for the school year at our website. Get the full story on all these stories, in fact, over at loudonnow.com. While you're there, check out our story about Andy Guzlan, founder of Andy's Pizza, who is working on opening a new Mediterranean-style restaurant called Garden in the Gap on a centuries-old site in Hillsboro. It's all at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, there's a foreign policy brown bag discussion at the George C. Marshall House in Leesburg at noon. Cost is $5, and the topic is NATO. Dave Matthews Band cover band Crowded Streets is playing Brambleton Town Center tonight at 7 p.m. It's free to get in. And Black Walnut Brewery in Leesburg is hosting a charitable trivia night, $10 per person, which includes a raffle ticket and a dollar drink discount and the proceeds benefit the Humane Society of Loudoun County. I call that a win-win. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudoun.com. Okay, have a great day.